Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. South Asian Concern is an organization caring for refugees from South Asia who live all over the world and sharing with them the good news of Jesus. Ram Gidumal is the chairman and author. He's here in studio for an interview. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. On today's show, we have a returning guest. We interviewed him recently about his book, My Silk Road. He has written this book, The Adventures and Struggles of a British Asian Refugee. But today he is in studio again. Ram Gadumal is a British citizen. Uh, his family emigrated from India by way of Kenya back in the 60s and 70s. And now today, he is not only a a uh, successful businessman, but a, a chairman of several foundations and charities. We're here to talk about South Asian concern today. Welcome, Ram Gadumal. How are you, sir? I'm very well, thank you. Um, a bit uh, recovering from jet lag, but otherwise, honestly, very well, thank you. And excited to be here with no, you. No, on a previous show, we talked about your testimony that you wrote about in My Silk Road, your memoirs and your life story. Very exciting how a humble uh, boy of Indian descent could end up being in London, become a British citizen, and have a fantastic uh, career, not only in business, but you retired at age 37 to go into philanthropy. And now you've been giving away your wealth and, and raising charity dollars, tens of millions of, of dollars or pounds or rupees, probably mil, uh, hundreds <laughs> of millions of rupees, hundreds of crow air of rupees. <laughs> uh, you got it. <laughs> to give away to the poor in the slums of Bombay or in South America or in Africa. Uh, and, and now you lead, you're the chairman of a group called SouthAsianConcern.org, that's yeah. the website. What is yeah. this about? Well, uh, I, I realized uh, when I became a follower of Jesus that there were other South Asians. These are people from South Asia, the seven countries of South Asia, India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, Nepal, Sri Lanka, Bhutan, the Maldives, and they have scattered to other parts of the world outside South Asia. It's the diaspora, the dispersed people. There are over 20 million of them. And so my concern, my, my, my heart was saying, how do we share the good news of Jesus with them? Because they are there in the diaspora. You know, traditionally, people had to travel to South Asia or to the countries where you wanted to take the news about Jesus and the good news to the people as a part of your mission. They are now here at our doorstep. How do we at our doorstep share the good news of Jesus in a way that they can understand and appreciate? So we set up South Asian Concern to help train church leaders to become aware of these South, the South Asians in their community, to help them build bridges with the South Asian communities, and then to communicate cross-culturally with these communities, and then to do something that will enable this to happen. So it's A, B, C, D, awareness, bridge building, crossing cultural divides, and then doing something. So typically, like we have dinners or invite people to their homes, and that has been the driver for South Asian concern. So to give you an example, we, we, we run training courses, and we help 
church leaders and Christians to run these training courses. So when we when I did the very first training course, what I found what we found after the first lesson, the following week, when they came back for the lesson, one of the ladies said, It's strange. Whenever I take my child to school, the the Indian mothers and the Asian mothers stand stand on one side, and all the others, the white mothers and others, stand on the other side. This time when I went, and this was a white lady speaking, an English lady, she said, I looked across to the other group. My eyes met the eyes of another Asian lady. We smiled. When our kids came out of school, they were running together. They ran for us. We met together and we walked home together. We've built a bridge. We've raised wow. awareness. And Praise that is God. so powerful yeah. to break the barriers or otherwise, how do we share? Let me ask how this might be applied here in America. Yeah. Now, some of our audience know that I was uh, a state representative in the Colorado legislature. And I sat next to another elected official, Dr. Janik Joshi was a Hindu man from India who was also elected. But, but there are, in America, there are thousands, maybe millions of Hindus from India that have immigrated to America. How can our churches be more friendly to them and welcome them into our churches? You know, this is so, such a beautiful question because the very fact that the question is being asked is a desire to do something. So it is inviting them home for a meal. For example, um, uh, you know, like in England, when we, when we did that, I tell you what I found was the people said, oh, we always get invited to their home, but they never want to come into our home. That's a fact, you know, they find it very difficult. So then I wrote my book, uh, another book called Chapatis for Tea, okay? Nice. And in this book, I gave practical ideas at the end of how to build the bridges. I said, look, for example, rent from your local uh, TV uh, CD shop or whatever video shop, a film that is an old Indian film, because our communities, we love films. Yeah. So rent an old Indian film and invite them to come and watch the film with you. They may come to your home. Make Interesting. Sure, and make sure you have a tissue box because they love weepy films. <laughs> <laughs> or, 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 or I said, look, everyone begins to now loves Indian food, right? Yeah. So typically they will invite, you know, we would invite people to our home to show them how to cook the food. I said, now say to them, great recipe. It's not working in my kitchen. Please, could you come and my home and show me in my kitchen how this can happen? Then oh, walk into your door. that's clever. So it's just finding ways of building bridges, having an intention and say, because what you want is to have a conversation. We have to earn the right. We have to sort of say, you know, from there we'll develop maybe a situation where they question, look, what do you believe in? And then, or what do you believe in? Bishop Leslie Newbegin had a very powerful model. He said, just share what you believe no arguments and no no value judgments. Let them share what they believe. And as you begin to share with each other, who knows who's learning what and how the information is being understood. I and like that, that is where we really build bridges. I like that. We need to take a short break. More about SouthAsianConcern.org right after this with Ram Gidumal. Giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Take action today. Dr. Chaps needs you to sign an important online petition. Today, I wanna to invite you to sign a critical petition to defend innocent babies and to end abortion in America. On this show, we like to pray and petition God, but we also need you to take action today by petitioning Congress to stop the taxpayer-funded child killing, especially by defunding Planned Parenthood, America's number one abortion provider. 
Why are your taxes paying to murder innocent children in the womb? Well, if Congress would simply define personhood as life beginning at conception, we can reverse Roe versus Wade. Please join me today by signing this important petition to Congress. Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org and sign your petition today. Sign today's petition right now. Again, visit PrayInJesusName.org to sign our petition right now. We have a brand new action alert for the activist members of our TV audience. And we want you to take action today to stop the religious purge of Christians from the military. You mean they're kicking out Christians? Yes, by the thousands right now because religious exemption waivers are being denied by especially the Air Force. And we've seen recent headlines how Air Force Academy cadets are being kicked out and forced to repay hundreds of thousands of dollars in back scholarship money, this is just wrong. We are standing for the religious freedom of the cadets. We're asking you to call the Secretary of Defense office. He is Lloyd Austin, and he wrote the policy saying that religious exemptions will be granted on a case-by-case -case basis, then why are almost zero exemption waivers being granted? We need you to take action today by calling the Secretary of Defense office, and we have his phone number. Get your pen ready to write down this phone number we want you to call and say, please protect religious freedom. Don't purge the Christians out of the military. Here's that phone number. We want you to dial 703-692-7100. Again, that's 703-692-7100. Call the Secretary of Defense office and then call us for a free religious freedom sticker at 866-Obey-God. Press option three, take action today. Defending your religious freedom. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. Uh, Ram Gidumal is a CBE, which means Commander of the British Empire, like the James Bond <laughs> film, where they called him Commander Bond, right? This is actually one step below a knight, but it is a very high honor, and you have been uh, commissioned as a commander. Yeah, I've, I had to go to the palace, Buckingham Palace, uh, meet the queen herself, and she effectively then spends a couple of minutes with you. She knows everything about what you've done, oh. and uh, you then get the medal uh, as an investiture that is put on you, and you become a CBE. Uh, it's very exciting going into the palace. You know, just last week, uh, a, a, a Dr. Gordon chaps, I was invited to Buckingham Palace to meet the new king. Oh, uh, oh it was just wonderful to be able to walk once again through the same corridors of power and get into the actual uh, state room and to see Prince Charles, now King Charles, sitting on his throne yeah. and with all the guests around him. So it's very exciting. So yes, CVE is, uh, was a very special uh, honor to have been given. And in fact, in my book, there is a beautiful picture of the queen giving me that honor. <laughs> Praise God, the, My Silk Road, The Adventures and Struggles of a British Asian Refugee. Um, it's available wherever books are sold, but it just came out in America. I encourage you to get a copy and learn about that. But you've written many other books. Yes. This is your seventh book. That's right. Uh, why so many? What are some other titles? Well, so when I ran for mayor of London, I ran for a Christian Democrat party. Christian principles, unashamedly not hiding the fact that our values are being drawn from the Bible. So I then wrote the book after the election. Now, you may say I didn't win. Of course I didn't, but I got 100,000 first and second preference votes. I beat the Green Party 
from all the political parties that ran, I came fourth out of the 15 candidates. So it was very exciting. And I wrote a book after that to share my experiences, to encourage people to engage in the political space. You know, we cannot afford to give it up. I don't care which party you back, conservative, labor, green, independent, or Republican, Democrat, whatever, but engage in politics. Don't let it go. We need to be there. I know, sir, you've been uh, uh, engaging in that, and I, and I right. commend you for that. So I wrote the book, How Would Jesus Vote? How Would Jesus Vote? This is a provocative title now. Uh, and there are many Christians who say, oh, I don't wanna get involved in politics. I tell you what, it is a sin to boycott Amen. the election. You must participate, yes. you must vote. Because in a democratic society, we are now the sovereign. We are over the government and we tell the government how to rule uh, by our vote. And, and we have a voice in politics, so you must participate. But let me ask, how would Jesus vote? <laughs> well, I'll tell you a funny story. When I was interviewed once again on BBC, this time radio show, it was a national live radio show, and somebody phoned in and asked me a question, because it was open, open, open phone. They said, uh, Mr. Gidumar, uh, Jesus, didn't he walk on water? I said, well, the Bible said he did, and I believe he did. So the, the guy that tells me, oh, that makes him a floating voter then, doesn't it? Which means, really, don't get, let your vote get taken for granted. Check what the candidates say, check what they try. But floating voter, I thought, that's such a lovely <laughs> line. I wish I had thought of that line to put on the front cover of my book, oh because my gosh. that's what we should all be. Challenge the candidates who are running and see what do they stand for? What will they deliver for me in my constituency, in my area where I live, and then check them out and test them out. Yeah, I, I think the inference is don't get locked into one party, but, but vote for the person and their representation of your Christian values. Yes. You know, there are a lot yes. of anti-Christ candidates yeah. and, and maybe they're in the same party that you usually vote in, but they cannot be trusted. So you really have to vet the yes. values of yes. the person. Yes, absolutely. And we had six values that we articulated in our policies. Social justice, compassion, reconciliation, respect for life, empowerment, and stewardship of resources. And you know, respect for life is so important. You know, from the moment birth takes place right until old age, mm -hmm. senior citizens, we must value senior citizens as we value the, uh, the, the unborn. It's so important to really make yeah, sure- Even before birth. Yeah, respect for life is yeah. so important. And that is a critical element of policy that I put in my campaign. So yeah, I think we need to make sure candidates are challenged about all these different uh, policies that they put out. What are some other books that you've written? Well, the other one uh, that I wrote a business book called the UK Maharajas. And this is, uh, again, the South Asians who have arrived in the United Kingdom and contributed to the economy. You know, they've actually added value, created jobs. So I put the UK Maharajas. The other one, which had a more controversial title, was the British and how to deal with them. But here, <laughs> but, but here, but, but here it was uh, doing business with Britain's ethnic communities. The dealing was business dealing, right? Because many people don't know how to deal with members of the ethnic communities. So this book was a practical how-to guide, saying a how-to guide, saying these communities are there. They're doing business. How do I deal with them? How do I get the benefit of that business? And then the other one I wrote was again uh, called uh, Chapatis for Tea which was again about understanding those from a Hindu background in your community and learning to build bridges with them. 
there's lions, princesses, gurus. Again, learning how to un to understand the Sikh community and again building bridges with them. So it's all about bridge building. It's all about reconciliation, improving understanding across communities. Because if you don't understand one another, what hope will there be? Reconciliation yeah. is so important. Your your parents are of Indian descent. I know you were born in Kenya, East Africa. Yes. But and you emigrated at age 16 to London. You became a British citizen. You came to Christ at age 21. We covered all that in your previous interview about your book, My Silk Road. Um, now the new PM of Britain, Rishi Sunak, is a Hindu. He is of Indian descent. The first time, very historic, and we applaud and congratulate his rise to prime minister. Um, but but Britain itself has been going through a political change in, in Brexit, uh, and, and Mr. Sunak is pro-Brexit. He wants an independent, mm. strong Britain. Uh, and about immigration, he, there's now the Rwanda policy, yes. where if, if you're going to immigrate to Britain, you have to first go to Rwanda and maybe get processed in and your papers. Yep. Uh, you're from East Africa, is this the right policy? Well, I don't agree with it personally. I can be very upfront on this because I have my views. I was not for Brexit. I'm not a Brexiteer. I believe that we can be quite blessed being part of the European Union. Yeah. That's my view. Uh, people have different views and I respect everyone's views. I know now we are uh, away from Europe and Brexit has happened. So we work with that but we can still have relationships with those across the uh, uh, channel, and uh, that is possible. Regarding immigration and migration, you know, the mo most m migration takes place, actually, you look at Pakistan and see how many refugees they have taken in Pakistan. The numbers we are dealing with are minor compared with what is going on there. So we need to be putting this in context. Whatever we do, let's treat every refugee as a child of God and made in the image of God. Let's treat them with respect. You know, I was involved in a government uh, a committee as an independent member, and I went to France where I saw how the refugees were processed. And I was shocked. They didn't have space, so they rented a dog kennel. Oh, no. Inhumane. A dog kennel. Inhumane. And when I went there, I wondered why everything was so low, the taps, the water, the, I had to bend to go in. I was told this was a dog kennel, and that's all we could afford. We can't do that to human beings. No, no, no. You know, every civilization will be judged by how it treats the most vulnerable yeah. in their communities. And, you know, Jesus would never, ever uh, uh, say that that is acceptable. We need to really look at that. And that's what I love about, about your humility. Although you were a very successful businessman, you have given your life to serving the poor in the slums. Yeah, starting in, in uh, Mumbai, in Bombay, uh, the world's largest slum, you, you helped raise tens of millions of dollars for them. Uh, and in South Africa, and in uh, South America, uh, and in, in East Africa, and now you're advocating for the, the migrants, mm. not only in Rwanda, but all around the world, the diaspora of people who have left South Asia and have no families. Maybe they're in America, maybe they're all around the world, but you are reaching them with compassion and with charity and, and with the love and the, the good news of Jesus. Well, this is, I, I think that's what we are called to do. Uh, love your neighbor. You know, that's a fundamental principle. You know, Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. If only we could all do that with compassion, with humility, and with the love of the Lord, uh, the world would be a different place. And I know it's Amen. tough. I know everyone's looking at their jobs and at their income. And, but look, let's take a step back. 
a question that I love, which I learned from my friends in the U.S. is, what will Jesus do? Yeah. You know, and to me, that is so important because when I ran for mayor of London, I remember sitting on this table with 15 candidates and I'm not a politician. I'm a businessman. They were all answering the questions with great sophistication. Oh, I would do this. And I was cabinet ministers talking. And I said, Lord, what would I do? And I said, yep, the homeless, the jobless and the carless. And I can tell you, when I shared those simple slogans, the place erupted with applause. Wow. And all the others looked in awe and said, this new man, this new kid <laughs> on the block, how come he gets all that applause and we just got a sort of eight out of 10 or nine out of 10? He's got, he's busted the Richter scale here. Nice. And you know, but the most exciting thing was when at night I was going to bed and I put my radio on, the leading candidate was asked now, what would you do for Londoners? Yeah. Guess what his answer was? I would look out for the homeless, the jobless and the carless. And I said, if politics is like this. I love it. Praise I God. shifted the agenda. You made, and I praise you made a God. difference. Uh, yep, I praise God that just, and I said, I'm going to enjoy the election. Even if I don't be mayor, they're all going to know what they're going to have to do now. And you know, you said, having raised millions, I had one policy that I said I would raise 500 million pounds for London. That's like a billion dollars. They laughed. This year, I retired after 20 years as chairman of that board. We raised over 1 billion pounds in social impact bonds in, the, in London. Praise God. You know, and that is exciting to see how that was blessed. Uh, let's take a short break. When we come back, Ram Gidumal will have a message for you who need Jesus. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my original My Slippers are back in stock. You've made them a huge success, and now I've added smaller sizes, larger sizes, wide sizes, and all new colors. And with your promo code, you still save $90 a pair. Not only that, I'm having the biggest closeout sale ever on our sandals and slides for as low as $19.98. What makes my slippers different is my exclusive four-layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. My slippers' patented layers make them ultra-comfortable, extremely durable, and they help reduce stress on your feet. Wear them anytime, anywhere. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now. Use your promo code to save $90 on my original My Slippers, or for as low as $19.98, you can get our sandals or slides. Quantities won't last long, and with my 60-day money-back guarantee, you can rest assured they'll be the most comfortable footwear you'll ever own. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and my employees and I want to thank each and every one of you for your support by bringing you the MyPillow that started it all. MyPillow's patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs regardless of your sleep position. Because it works, we've sold over 70 million MyPillows, and now I'm bringing it to you for the lowest price ever. For example, you get my standard MyPillow, now only $19.88 with your promo code. Now's the time to get them for your friends, your family, your neighbors, everyone you know. MyPillows make the best gifts ever. In the times we're in, one thing we all need is getting a great night's sleep. So go to MyPillow.com or call that number on your screen now. Use your promo code and you'll get my standard MyPillow for only $19.88. For a more custom fit, my Premium Queen, only $24.98. Or my Premium King, only $29.98. This is a limited time offer, so order now. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. One more segment with Ram Gidumal, who is the author of My Silk Road and other books, wherever books are sold. Uh, 
Ram, you've been talking about compassion for the poor and you've ministered and having raised a billion pounds uh, for charity and, and to give away people's wealth and your own wealth uh, to the poor. Why do you care about the immigrant? SouthAsianConcern.org is reaching people who are away from their home. Maybe they're lonely, maybe they don't know Jesus. Would you look into the camera and minister to them? Sure, I mean, my message would be this. Never let what you cannot do stop you from doing what you can do, number one. And what I would say to you is, I know that when I arrived in, in Britain, we felt, oh, we've got nothing, we've lost everything. But you know, we had something that many others didn't. We had a relational network with people back home that others didn't have. We could speak languages that others couldn't speak. And that is an asset, when especially in today's world of trading and everything else. So all I'm saying to you is, don't feel you have nothing because you, what you have, what you have been born with and what you have come up with is an asset if you look at it that way. And what I found ultimately was when I met with Jesus, the Jesus of the Bible, what he taught me, what he blessed me with and his Holy Spirit leading, empowering, guiding me, I found prayer to him to be one of the most precious things and gifts that he gave me. I would say to you, don't forget, you can pray. Pray to Jesus, call on him, trust in him, and I can really assure you that he will never let you down. Friends can let us down, even family can let us down, but Jesus has never let me down. And it is my trust in him, trusting my life, putting my life in his hand and being blessed by him. How did that happen? I accepted him as my savior. I confessed my sins to him, I believed in him, and having done that, I got on my knees, I prayed and invited him into my life. What I can say to you is, if you're prepared to do that, then be prepared to do that now. Get on your knees, close your eyes, and just look at the face of Jesus. Say, I confess I have let you down, Lord. I confess that I have fallen short of your standards, Lord, yet, I thank you that you have forgiven my sins. From an Asian perspective, what is sin? I looked at it as karma, the bad karma, the karmic debt. Well, Jesus forgave my karmic debt, all the sins I've ever committed. And having got that forgiveness and accepting him as my savior, I have today a relationship with him that has seen me through many ups, many downs, and led me to the point I am at here today. I urge you, look to Jesus, pray to him, and trust in him. Amen, A, B, and C. You accept Jesus as Savior and Lord, you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, and you confess, now, not just your sins, but confess that Jesus is your own Lord. When I gave my life to Christ in 1986, it was very simple. Jesus, I don't wanna be my own boss anymore. Jesus, I want you to be the boss of my life. And when you invite him, he will come in and take care of you forever. Our guest has been Ram Gidumal. Our website is PrayInJesusName.org. Please donate when you visit PrayInJesusName.org. If you just prayed with us, call us toll free right now at 866-Obey-God. We'll see you next time. I'm Dr. Chaps. Do you wanna get free news alerts faster than everybody else? Do you wanna get invitations to private events to come meet me in person? Do you wanna get a free religious freedom window decal? Pick up your phone, it's right there by your hand, and text this word, text the word PRAY to 24365.
text the word PRAY to 24365 and we'll sign you up. Then call us at 866-OBEY-GOD. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D to get a free Religious Freedom sticker. Call today. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray in Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll-free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.